Today's story is Knock at the Door by Black-Hearted Tales. They said that spending too much time alone could drive a person crazy, and they were right. I knew that better than anyone. I was newly released from prison following a five-year sentence. Given my constant need to start vicious fights with both officers and other inmates, my final two years were spent in solitary confinement. I had never experienced true peace and quiet before being isolated, and it turned out to be the best and worst thing that would ever happen to me. The outside world was difficult to adjust to after all this time. I developed phobias of people, noise, being outside, and having my solitude disturbed, which made the long train journey back to my hometown extremely difficult. When I finally returned to my house, the first thing I did was cover every window with old newspapers, and the second thing I did was get rid of the TV, stereo, computer, and phone. I didn't want anything or anyone getting in, and I didn't want to have to leave my safe haven. I had to preserve my peace at any cost. My first day and night at home were perfect. I lost myself in a good book, having discovered a love of reading while in a solitary cell, and I went to bed early. It was the best sleep I'd had in years and I awoke feeling refreshed, eager to start a new day, and a new book. Two hours later, my entire world came crashing down. It was only a, a soft, light knock at first, but this was all it took to set off an overwhelming sense of panic. My heart began pounding violently, and I froze in place, all of my senses on red alert. I stared in the direction of the front door, praying that whoever stood on the other side would leave. <laughs> I strained my ears, desperate to detect the sound of receding footsteps, but there was nothing. A second knock came, louder and harder than the first. I sank to the floor, instinctively curling up into a fetal position, and burying my head in my hands. Tears began to prick at my eyes, and I felt my throat beginning to tighten. Go away, I whispered, squeezing my eyes tightly shut. Go away, go away, go away. The doorbell rang, accompanied by a third firm knock. Fuck off, I yelled, clutching so tightly at my hair that a small piece was torn free. I couldn't take this anymore. Why couldn't they just take the hint? Mr. Chorley? A man's voice called out. I'm from your utility company. I need to read the gas and electricity meters now that the property is occupied again. Shit. I'd forgotten that things like this needed to be done once I returned home. I couldn't let him in, though. I just... couldn't. The meters are both outside, I called out, struggling to make myself sound calm. 
they're in the space underneath your stairs, Mr. Chorley. I'm gonna need you to let me in. It won't take long, but I'm afraid I can't leave without those meter readings. No. You'll have to come back later, I said. I'm too busy right now. I'm sorry, Mr. Chorley, but it needs to be done right away. I promise I won't take up too much of your time. A cold chill ran down my back, a heavy dread forming in the pit of my stomach. I felt a, a violent wave of nausea wash over me, and I took several deep, shaky breaths, trying desperately to bring my panic under control. He wasn't going to leave. I would have to open the door and let him in. I would have to allow this person, this stranger, to enter my home, to invade to permeate, to destroy every single boundary I had created to keep myself and others safe. It took every shred of mental strength I had to be able to stand up, walk slowly towards the front door, and open it. Outside stood a short, squat, middle-aged man, wearing a uniform bearing the logo of the utility provider in question. Without needing to be asked, he produced an ID card confirming that he genuinely was who he claimed to be. Apologies for the interruption, sir, he said with a smile as he stepped inside, heading straight for the door to the understairs storage space. His presence was huge, heavy, suffocating. As he moved past me, I felt myself struggling to draw in a breath, willing myself not to break down completely. The entire house felt different with him inside, as if the four walls also had a, a strong objection to his presence. The fear soon began to give way to anger. Who did this man think he was, invading my personal space as though fully entitled to do so? He knew I didn't want him here, and yet... In he came anyway. His blatant disrespect of both myself and my place of safety sickened me. A sudden, horrific realization nearly had me falling apart. And this, this wasn't going to be a one-off. More meter readings would have to be conducted in the future. Other service providers would need to visit... Unwanted cold callers would also show up. People like those religious nutjobs, charity workers, and door-to-door salespeople. Friends and family. What few of each I had left would also doubtless want to visit before too long. And it wasn't just visitors to the house I had to worry about. I would have to leave the house to run crucial errands. Be out in the world, surrounded by people and noise. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. The utility man emerged from under the stairs, his task completed, and suddenly I realized what I needed to do. I knew exactly how I could restore my peace, and guarantee that it would never be disturbed again. 
The police arrived very quickly following my phone call. At the sight of the utility man, his skull caved in and his body cut into six separate pieces, one of the officers ran outside and I heard him vomiting. I didn't blame him. In fact, I would have done the same thing myself more than once while dealing with my unwanted visitor. I took no sick thrill from this murder and dismemberment. It was just something that needed to be done, and no different to doing the weekly food shop or booking a doctor's appointment. A mundane task. Something to cross off the day's to-do list. At my murder trial, I put on something of a performance. I managed to convince everyone in the courtroom that despite the opposite being true, I did indeed murder the utility man just for thrills. What was true was my lack of remorse, and the fact that, if I had to, I would do the exact same thing all over again. Despite my clearly fragile mental state, a team of psychiatrists declared me mentally sound, and I was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 20 years. Several more brutal murders of both officers and inmates saw me handed a whole life tariff and a return to the prison's solitary confinement wing. Here I would remain until my dying day, my only interaction with others being the officers who brought my food and took me for daily showers. And that was perfectly fine by me. I lay down on my hard, narrow bed, and opened a brand new book, smiling contentedly. Peace at last. So this was Knock at the Door, once again by Black-Hearted Tales, and... Yeah, genuinely a good story. I actually quite enjoyed the slowly losing your mind aspect after having solitary uh, enjoyment, having that enjoyment to solitary confinement, and then being forced back into society. I honestly like the um, the usage of agoraphobia as a means to make the character go crazy. So, very well done. Thank you very much for submitting this my way. Really loved this story, so... Hopefully you all enjoyed it too. If you did, please do hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to this little channel if you're new, this being my secondary channel. Um, if you're not new, welcome back. Always, always appreciate a, a repeat customer, as I say on the other side. You can also leave me a comment letting me know your thoughts, share this video wherever you see fit, and yeah, all that good stuff. Okay, I hope you're all having a gorgeous day. I hope I'll see you soon. And until then, my friends, sleep well. Thank you.